tired. So tired. Hey there, you're listening to Overtired. I'm Brett Terpstra. I'm here with Christina Warren and returning special guest Aaron Dawson. How are you, ladies? Doing fine, doing fine. Hello, it's it's Aaron. It's me from before, the pod's favorite guest. You may remember me from such podcasts <laughs> as Overtired. <laughs> exactly. We're very happy and to have you back. <laughs> thank you. Happy to be here. Is there even any Bachelor news to talk about? Girl. What do you want to talk about with Bachelor? Because there is a lot of stuff. Let's 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 ease into this. I let that I I brought it up. I know. Like I I I I did that. That was my fault. But let's let's ease into the Bachelor conversation. Fine. Fine. So what like what is what's going on in the world these days? Um, well, uh Facebook is uh is attempting to rebrand itself they announced at their big uh facebook connect conference that um the company name um they're they're doing an umbrella company strategy kind of like you know alphabet Alphabet. yeah yeah where where that's now going to be meta nobody knows who alphabet is like i under i I know i know but you can't say alphabet no you can't it doesn't work rebranding like why are we doing this this is a whole argument I've been getting into with people on Twitter because these rebranding never works. Like Altia, uh, everyone still calls it Philip Morris, right? Like you, you never call, um, even though the the, the sub companies within Alphabet, it's all Google, right? The stock symbol is right. still Google. Like these things don't work. Like when when Netflix tried to rebrand one of their products, Quickster, I think it lasted like a week. Um, I was I was uh, talking about this on Twitter, like. The only actual successful time I can ever recall was Accenture. And that was because Arthur Anderson went out of business. So um, for people who don't know, um, Arthur Anderson used to be one of the big five um, like accounting firms, and they were probably the biggest. And because of their uh, involvement with the Enron scandal, they wound up going out of business. Um, first, I think the government said they couldn't operate. And then once the government said that they could operate, they were basically dead, but they took Arthur Anderson Consulting, which had been a massive part of it, and they renamed that Accenture. And that obviously still lives on today. But that's one of the only examples I can think of. You sometimes see the inverse where like a company that's known for something like uh, Research in Motion was known as BlackBerry. So they renamed themselves BlackBerry. But like we still call like P. Diddy Puffy, like you know what I mean? And it's been 20 years. So, yeah, this this I think it's their attempt to get away from the genocide, but it's still going to be Facebook. Yeah. With the brand names like Google and Facebook and even I mean, Philip Morris is still Philip Morris. Like you can't right. you can't unbrand something that got that big. No, no. People still call the Sears Tower the Sears Tower and Sears hasn't held the naming rights in like a really long time. But What's nobody called now. CNN. I can't even I can't even remember. Um I'm I'm looking this up. Uh Sears Tower, Willis Tower. Who who the hell knows what that is? So like it, it's yeah, exactly. So so it's the Sears Tower, the uh the MetLife building on uh, 23rd Street in in New York City, um near where I used to work. It will always be the Pan Am building. And like Pan Am I think went under like about the time I was born. So, you know what I mean? It's like one of those things, like the, these, the, and I think they lost the naming rights to the building even before the company went under. So some of this stuff is just, it's inevitable, right? Like it, but also I, I feel like 
the jokes write themselves with them trying to call themselves meta because they're so into the metaverse. I'm like, you've already ruined this reality. Now you're trying to ruin the next one too. What is the metaverse? Um, what does that mean? I mean, it's a bunch of bullshit, but I think the idea is that if you're interconnected through like virtual communities and virtual realities and, and other sorts of, of things, it's kind of the idea. So they're basically the internet. I mean, kind of, except there's like a, a virtual like component where like, you know, you'd have like avatars and stuff. They're basically trying to make Second Life a thing. But, you know, it's oh, is that never... what didn't didn't uh, uh, what's his name? Mark Zuckerberg do some commercial where he appeared as like an avatar. So yeah, he did like an interview as an avatar or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It was during uh, the pandemic, which, as we know, is is over with. I think hmm. it was Thank the God. the <laughs> they didn't didn't Facebook uh, meta. Uh, develop a a kind of work from home or remote work um yeah yeah like uh metaverse where you have an avatar is that what you were just talking about christina and yeah and exactly yeah yeah okay. yeah 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 no and, and, that, and that's no but you you described it better than i did so yeah like that's exactly what they're trying to kind of do yeah it's just such a weird thing i was i was also commenting like this feels like the worst sort of like satirical sci-fi cyberpunk novel ever because i feel like if you wrote a story that was like okay we have this company that's basically ruined humanity but now they're going to rebrand and they're wanting to recreate they're wanting to create their own universe and and but they'll be the ones in charge of it like people will be like that's and, and oh and they're, and they're they're going to call themselves meta i feel like people will be like eh, that's a little too on the nose even for satire do you think that the 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 company named Meta was available, or they sicked a huge army of lawyers on somebody? Um, there's I mean, no I'm way sure, that was available. I'm sure that it's not. I'm sure they had to pay a bunch of money for the website, but I mean, I think you can pretty much, oftentimes, name your your company anything you want. Like, I think within straight- within a state, I think you have to when you register a company name. I think you have to have it, at least for the the corporate identity exactly. you have a unique name right and and that i'm not sure how that works because like um alphabet i'm sure you know i mean like right. a lot of these things are, are are more generic so i don't know if, if there's like a weird thing with with how it's you know like maybe they add like a you know a certain thing to it or whatever like again like they do own meta.com and it redirects to about.facebook.com slash meta so they don't even have like their urls rewriting to meta.com yet which is funny um but yeah, I mean, I'm sure they had to pay a bunch of money for that. I was looking into it. They have the stock symbol FB, which is a good one. It's a two-name symbol. Uh-huh. There is already a symbol. It's not on the New York Stock Exchange or NASDAQ, but there is already a meta um, symbol. And so that makes me think, okay, they're probably going to be like Google who didn't ever change their stock symbol. It's still G-O-O-G. So um, like like um, Research in Motion, which was BlackBerry, they did change their stock symbol to um, um, BBRY, but usually, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it's probably a mix. There aren't many of these things that they try. Like, I, I don't know if, if Altia, Philip Morris probably did change their stock symbol, but um, I, I don't know if Facebook is going to be, like, I wouldn't give up FB. Like, that's a good one, right? Like, you've got that two-letter domain name. You've got that two-letter stock symbol. Like, as we've seen from various Twitter hacks, the teens will seriously hack you to try to get your two letter or or single, you know, like or, or three letter like username. Like they they love the OG usernames. So I, if I were Facebook, I wouldn't give that up. 
But yeah. why deny this the precious uh, universe we can build if FB was used by uh, a fourth company, a forthcoming company called Fuckboy, right? And it would just right. be oh. a match made in Nasdaq heaven. Also, I don't oh, know. Yes. Maybe this can really turn things around for Facebook. Um, like, what if J.C. Penney's and Sears pulled this move? Maybe things. <gasps> could be different for them. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe. I mean, usually it doesn't work. I, I try. So I, it was funny because people were trying to, well, actually me when I was commenting that these things never work. And I was like, I've actually done research on this because when Ashley Madison had their breach, um, I wrote a, a, my initial headline from Asheville was Ashley Madison is fucked, which I still think is, is a great headline. Um, and it was changed at the last, I got approval for it. And, and this was back, Mashable curses now, but they did not curse five years ago and, or, or six years ago, whenever this was um, written. And, and instead, uh, one of my editors, and he was right, he kept the slug the same, but he changed it to Ashley Madison is so screwed. But I did research on companies that have attempted this sort of rebranding thing. And sometimes, you know, for, for like, crisis reasons and sometimes it works but usually like airtran went out of business anyway like i still call that value jet right like i you know i mean uh, for this is for people from the south who remember certain airlines somebody pointed out like the the exception that proves the rule which would be verizon which um was formerly bell atlantic and and that's but it does kind of prove the rule a funny story here funny aside here so um, when AT&T was split up because they had all the baby bells, Bell South, Bell Atlantic, Bell, you know, Pacific, um, you know, Southwestern Bell, all that sort of stuff. Um, Bell South then became Singular and Singular bought up a bunch of the other baby bells and was huge. And they wound up acquiring um, AT&T Wireless, which was not associated with the original AT&T. And as soon as they acquired the smaller company, the CEO of Singular, who had worked for AT&T before the breakup days, like his very first move, like within days of the deal closing was he renamed the company AT&T. And we were like, why? It was like, why would, why would we not? You know, and it was just kind of funny. Yeah. It was like, yep, even though Bell South and even at that point, Singular was like a well-known name, you know, they're like, but AT&T is better. I have a you question. Know? Yeah. So, and maybe the answer to this is, is just the obvious one. I'm, I'm hoping it's not. What... Uh, product or service does this fictitious fuckboy company provide? Oh, that's a good question. Also, so uh, fun fact. Uh, also, yeah, please tell us. But I, I did want to point out to people, if you go to fuckboy.com, so F-U-C-K-B-O-I.com, it redirects to someone's Twitter page. And I want to, I'm following him now just because of that <laughs> redirect. <laughs> so you think, do you think he made the redirect or someone is uh, oh, saying something such... about him? Honestly, I don't even care. I'm, 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 but that's a great, I'm going to do a who is on that right now, but sorry, please tell us the services <laughs> that Fuckboy, um, the entity would sell, Aaron, because I want to know this too. Well, before I get to that, I have to admit that I only brought up the JCPenney's thing because I wanted to riff on alternative names for JCPenney in <gasps> Sears. So it would oh. be like, you know, PJ Nichols <laughs> or it could be <laughs> PJ Nichols. I don't know. That's right, actually good. Is, That's I, good. I'm not going to go anywhere with this bit. But but for the fuckboy thing, all right, what you're going to get is you're going to go, you're going to invest in fuckboy. And as a thank you, the board is going to send you a fuckboy for a period of, of, of two and a half hours or of the fuckboy's choosing. Could be all night. And um, in a sort Mi of like, Minimum, minimum two and a half hours. 
Yeah. Right, 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 right. And in a sort of um, Chippendales-inspired sartorial vibe, they will wear uh, minimum clothes, but be bedecked with accessories. I don't know if that's a word. Um, But basically what they'll do is they'll bring over some grapes, put them in your fridge, and feed them to you sometimes but they'll also talk to you about um like the ionosphere and how like um distilled water is actually good for you um and how water when it goes into your body looks for minerals um and and they're really into um what's the kind of like um it starts with an age and approach to science and food where you actually Use the thing that you're trying to avoid to cure the thing that you need to cure. Oh, oh, right, homeopathy. Right, right. Yes, there so they go. Talk, yeah, so they talk to you a lot about homeopathy and like who they're fucking, and then they leave. I, and you look for your 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 like your nice necklace, and it's it's not gone, but it 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 is it has been repositioned. I, I will I'll be surprised if they ever go public. I just, I don't see them needing that stock symbol. Yeah, I, 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 feel, I feel the same way, unfortunately. Although I think it's a great idea. I also feel like fuckboy as a service would be something that... Fast? Um, exactly. <laughs> exactly, right? See, see, instead of function as a service, fuckboy as a service, I'm really into this being our, our fast um, naming, right? Like, I feel like we could, there could be a whole thing there. Oh, my God. There's a, there's a, there's a company within fuckboy, which is inter, intermittent fasting. <laughs> See where I'm going? <laughs> totally. All right. No, right. no, actually, right. I didn't get it yet. I just, I started laughing <laughs> at the idea. So please explain it. Oh, God, fuck you, Brett. Um, <laughs> yeah, so the idea is that um, once once you use the fuckboy service, you kind of become addicted. And like processed foods, they're kind of designed to addict you they hijack the pleasure centers of your brain and so what you can do what they put you on in a kind of mlm scheme um is is they kind of create a need for you to tell others about the fuckboy service in so doing you become addicted and so this is when they they offer you fast which is like a way to wean yourself off and give the gift of the fuckboy service to other people any any more questions do you want to hear the band name I came up with? Please. I, I do. So, like, okay, we talked, there was this conversation happening about naming things, and my brain went off to this, like, I, I was talking with my girlfriend, and she mentioned that she had talked to Steve from college, and a lot of times I think, oh, it's a great band name, you know, when people are talking, and I think, I'll probably remember that, because it's a great band name, but this is the first time it's ever actually happened. I want to name a band Steve comma from college. Punctuation is important. Steve comma from college. That's, that's the big, I don't know if it is, is, is it a good, is it a good black metal name, Aaron? It's not a good black metal name. It's a good. Don't, don't say Mumford kind of, and Sons. No, no, it's not antebellum kind of civil war stuff. It's pretty straight ahead indie. I feel like uh, it's, it's, a, it's a good indie name. I, it's I like possibly yeah, a math rock name. Okay, I'm gonna think about that. I have a I have a friend who's in a band called Tony from Bowling. <laughs> I love it. Um, so That's the format really works. Name. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking, uh, and maybe Christina, you can give us your provisional. Uh, that would make a good band name. What about this? And this could be a pretty vile, pestilence-filled, 
like thrash band, but um, seal piss. I feel like you're just taking two words and putting them together. So what if I am? But seal piss, it's it's evocative. You can't deny that. It's evocative, but I don't know. Like, I feel like... Anything with with like a piss component, I'm just I'm I'm immediately kind of turned up. I mean, I guess it depends completely on the genre. Like if you were going after a certain genre where maybe that sort of thing fits, it's definitely evocative. But I'm just like, uh, you know, like so like, you're turned what? I I didn't, I didn't hear which way. Offer. Oh, I'm turned off. Yeah. Wow, well, that's too bad. One of okay. my favorite bands back in the uh, early late '90s, I guess, was called Asprash. Uh, and it was named because that was the one thing the guy couldn't say in front of his girlfriend without pissing her off. Like she was very permissive, but she hated the idea of ass rash. So that's what he called his band. And that's exact like that attitude is exactly the kind of music they made. And it, I loved it. And now they have 2.5 kids and and a mortgage. I haven't. Followed. Right. They're still together. Right. I haven't kept up. Ass rash. It's possible. I mean, anything's possible. Hey, are you overtired? Do you find yourself imbibing extra coffee just to get through the day? Do you find yourself wishing more sponsor reads started with rhetorical questions? That's just one indication of low energy and a sign that you need a better way to energize. Napjutsu offers time-release caffeine to keep your energy steady throughout the day. They They have a supplement called Now that's guaranteed to perk you up. And if you love a good midday nap, <laughs> and if you love a good midday nap, you're not alone. You're in the company of Albert Einstein, Thomas Edison, and Stephen King, at least when it comes to opinions of naps. Nap Jitsu is a new way to recharge your body and your brain. Their nap formula takes you on a whole journey from restful sleep to pleasant wake up and then boost your energy for the rest of the day. They even have a nighttime supplement that will send you off to Dreamlet and will help you wake up feeling like you actually slept. Napjutsu's natural supplements were made by people who know how it feels to be tired and busy. Their patent-pending formulas have natural ingredients like B vitamins, guarana, and ginseng to give you a boost of energy without the crash later. They sent me free samples before I brought them on as a sponsor. Gotta try these things before I tell you about them. But I love testing them out, and I placed my first order last week with my own money, and I'm going to be taking a lot of these pills. I mean, not like a, like a dangerous amount. I'll be, I'll be a grown-up about it. Uh, but for a limited time, receive 30% off your first purchase when you go to napjitsu.com slash overtired. Whether you need to experience deeper sleep or unlock immediate lasting energy, each Napjutsu product is designed to help you achieve your optimal performance. Remember, the smart rests more, the wise rest better. Rest up and level up with Napjutsu. Go to napjutsu.com slash overtired for 30% off your first purchase today. That's N-A-P-J-I-T-S-U dot com slash overtired. That was inspired. Whoever wrote that copy? You know what? I mean, I took some liberties with it. (laughs) I I made it my own. You really did. Um, Where were we? We were talking about naming bands. Like, so just so our listeners know, we, 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 we often say that we didn't have a list when we started the show. Like we didn't know what we were going to talk about. This was the most unprepared we have ever been 
like mm-hmm. I, I'm super curious to see what happens because I have no idea where this is going to go. You know yeah, what? Yeah. Well, we, well, we 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 missed um, Brett's mental health corner. Oh my god! I was just yeah. going to say I, I wasn't Brett. If I if I can say I was in a meeting with you earlier, and my immediate impression um, when when I saw your sweet little face pop up on on my uh, Zoom application was. Oh no, Brett seems tired. And so if we could move competently into this yeah. <laughs> this section of the podcast, I'd be curious to see if I was right. Yeah. So I like to call it the mental health corner. Christina calls it Brett's mental health corner. And I I, I feel attacked. I mean, you I think you were the one who started calling it Brett's mental health corner. I'd be happy to call it the mental health corner. But again, like like we just talked about rebranding, I don't know if that's gonna work. Like obviously it's not just about Brett. But it's it's Brett's mental health corner. That's what it's been for however many years. All right. So so I'm like I'm pretty stable, but not sleeping eight and a half hours a night like I prefer to. Like I keep waking up at like four or five and just getting up. So I have this like long running, slightly tired. I'm just I, I haven't felt awake in a couple of weeks. Um I saw my shrink. I can't remember if I had seen her last time we talked, but she lowered my uh, ADHD meds. Right. I mean, we talked about that. How's that yeah. been going? It's it's fine. Like it still does the trick. Uh, but she also raised the mood stabilizer ones, and I haven't I haven't gone manic, but it's only been a week, two weeks, a week. Um, so it's hard to say if it's actually going to work yet, but. I have another appointment with her coming up on, I think next, next mid next week. I I have to check in. I don't know how much I'll be able to tell her with only two weeks of experience, but oh, here's hoping for the best. All right, fingers crossed there, uh, Aaron. How how about you? How's your mental health? Thanks for asking. Um, uh, it's okay. Um, therapy has been helping a lot, but maybe we've talked about this before. But the thing about therapy is that things kind of necessarily have to get worse before they get better. Um, so I'm I'm in the trough of my brain of my of my gray matter right now, but um, I'm sleeping okay. So okay. that's a big not not to you know sorry Brett, but bragger bragger. No, I'm gl- I'm glad I'm glad you are. <laughs> Mine's okay too. I'm um I'm going out of town um this weekend. I leave on a red eye at like 10 p.m. tonight, so in like nine hours, and um so I have to do laundry. Um and uh, I'm excited about that. I'm gonna go to do Halloween with my uh, six month old nephew and um, see my parents. So I'm I'm that's improved my my mental health. You know, feeling like I'm excited to to see people. Does has anybody had the booster yet? No. No. I'm I'm gonna look into that as soon as um I get back um to figure out how to yeah. do that. Who knows if we'll be able to? I mean, we're all approximately the same age. I think those over sixty five can only get it right now, right? No, I don't know 60, when that's changing. It, no, it's sixty five, and if you have any sort of underlying condition, and oh. so so the thing is, is it, it's the honor system just like before. And although I like really went out of my way to like wait in line, be patient, and all that shit last time. Fuck that. The I, I talked to you because I volunteered at our mass. Um vaccination site um twice uh last time in fact i did that so i could get it early like i got it like two weeks early because of that and um from that process like what they were telling us is they were like the name of the game is getting shots in arms like that's all it's about so 
if it's available, especially since there are so many people who still don't even have their first doses, fuck it. I'm I'm getting my third shot. Like I'm not I'm not especially since since supply isn't, you know, an issue. Like they're they're only claiming that like you need to be they're saying six months and you know over 65 or under 65 with an underlying you know condition they're only saying that i think to just try to keep supply you know decent but there there's no reason medical reason why you couldn't i hope enough people are finally getting vaccinated that we could have a supply problem no i mean I, i i that would be I guess in theory, I'd be good. I, I I have a feeling that just because of how they've been able to do the manufacturing, I think that even if everybody were to get them, I think they have enough doses for literally everyone. Yeah. Like I, I don't. I, I, so, you know, it, it's at the point where and a lot of other countries don't. The United States is very fortunate, unfortunately. And, and we've tried to send things to some of those other countries, unfortunately. Uh, and this is why maybe a global, you know, like organized response would have been better. A lot of those countries that don't have supply had taken it upon themselves to endorse and support a local vaccine. And so they that was what their policy said. So it's like, okay, well, you wanted your own. You didn't want to, you know, go in and and get stuff from other people. So I mean, at this point, I would like them to be able to pivot and and accept or buy vaccines from other people, but they might not be able to, right? They might have already paid you know, the people who can't deliver it. it. It's a whole clusterfuck. But I think that supply-wise, at least in the United States, um, because we're very fortunate, I think that it's fine. So I, I feel zero guilt about figuring out how I can go into a Walgreens or Amazon and get it done. If I recall correctly, ADHD is listed as an underlying condition that qualifies you, which seemed uh, odd to me. Uh, but it, it is and it's not. It's like if you look at certain things, they claim certain types of diseases could be something and it, it falls under that. But again, I was at the center. This was back when they were, you know, be, especially in Washington state, we were a lot more um, hardcore and like gatekeepery about who could have shots. Like we didn't roll it out even to the, you know, a lot of people who had like cancer and stuff didn't even, weren't even able, even able to get it until like March. Um and so once it became more widely available, like literally what the, and this was the the health experts and this was the people running these centers, literally what they were like is they were like, the name of the game is is shots and arms. So if you can get it, get it. And and I, like I said, I played by the rules, even though a lot of people didn't, which I don't blame them for. I'm not doing that again. Like, unless you could prove to me, like with evidence that there are a ton of people who want the booster and can't get it. Fuck that. I'm getting the booster as soon as it's as soon as like I can fit it into my schedule. Christina's back and she's mad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, if I if I was if I was uh, interacting with more actual live people on a daily basis, I would I would it would be top of mind for me. But I forget sure. that it's even an option because Jesus, I don't see anybody. Yeah, I will remind people, though, to get your flu shot because oh, yeah. um, um, and, and you can get them both at the same time, although that might be kind of a, a shitty, you know, like your both arms will hurt. You can have but two even, shitty days or one really shitty day. <laughs> right. So so even so, I, but I would just say, like, even if you aren't interested or you don't feel like you need a booster right now, which is totally valid, get a flu shot because, uh, again, like because people haven't been out as much and whatnot, um, they don't know how powerful flu is going to be this year, but it is one of those things because people are going out more. You know, you don't want people to be side, like surprised and then and then get the flu because the flu is is deadly too. And um, so, yeah, I just I just got mine the other day. Um, Good for and you. I was happy I did. Yeah, Brett, you mentioned 
not really seeing anyone much anymore. Um, and I've been thinking about about that in my life. Like my my partner last weekend uh, went to New York to um, help with a, a prestigious art project um, that I can't name. And won't name because I because I do forget it. Um, <laughs> and she was <laughs> and she was gone for the weekend um, and and a little bit of Monday. And as soon as she was, I I I just moved to and back to um, a new city. Um, I, I moved from Los Angeles to Pittsburgh. And as soon as she left, um, the not so rational part of my brain was like, okay. When does when does my phone overheat from all the texts and calls that I get? Like, where are where are my friends right now? Mm-hmm. And um, this is irrational because I I told none of them that my weekend was completely free. But it also made me think about like, am I have I become a person that person in a relationship who really only hangs out? with their partner or is it is it covid <laughs> and right. and friends are as i have been as a friend um not just like less available but much more unlikely to to like initiate a hang or something or is it both um are you either way like i feel compunction about that i feel like i know the answer to this but are are you an introvert do you self identify okay. as introverted like, no, I don't. And I used to. And this is something that's been weird is as I, um, as I evolve as an adult, I am becoming more extroverted. And, and um, that was, that's not who I used to be. Um, but no, I don't identify as an introvert. I think that's the first time I'm saying that. Huh. Yeah, I, I only hang out with my girlfriend. And mm-hmm. hanging out with other people, even if I really like them, it's, it pains me. I can go like maybe half an hour with someone I really like uh, before I get like crabby and want them gone. And like my energy just runs out. I've become is, more and more introverted as I've aged. Is there a hierarchy to that though? Like is, if someone's in the inner sanctum or the inner circle, you can maybe go for 45 minutes or an hour. Like it... I'm going to make this weird because I want to, um, Christina and Brett, if you were getting a tea, would that rule apply for you, Brett? If it or were that Christina? Feeling, yeah. Just as a, as a, as a sample, sample of one. I, I don't know. We'd have to test it. Like the, sure. there have been times where I have been shocked that I lost track of time with somebody and, uh, like just. I wanted the conversation to keep going, like, uh, for whatever right. reason, it, it hit the right buttons for me. And I didn't look at the clock. Uh, once by the time I realized that's happening though, it means I've already like, <laughs> <laughs> right. And you, you reach that point. No, that's an interesting thing. I'm kind of like you, Aaron, like as I've gotten older, I've become, I'm, I'm not an introvert and, and I, I probably for all of my adult life, but, um, you know, for uh, since I guess probably my late teens, I wouldn't classify myself that way. Growing up, yeah. I, there were periods where I would, um, and and there are I've had I've had times where I've had like agoraphobia and I've had periods of social anxiety as an adult that have been really difficult. But I'm not an introvert. But what I found is, and part of the reason 
that kind of got me out of being an introvert and being a more extrovert person. Although I like my alone time and, and I, I can definitely like amuse myself and whatnot. And there are times when I'm exhausted after spending a ton of time with people, but I feel like that's natural. I think even people that like sure. get energy off of being with others, there's a certain point where you're like, okay, now I just need to decompress. Um, I, I feel like that is fairly universal, but I, I have found that what helped that honestly was being around more and more people. And that's the thing that's made the the pandemic so difficult for me is that I haven't been around my friends. I haven't been around people. And so I've felt like I've gone more into this introverted place that I don't like and that I don't think, at least for me, is healthy. I mean, I think for some people it's fine, but for me, I'm much happier when I'm able to be with people and and uh, in person, right? Like I, I do get something out of that. I really enjoy it. My husband yeah. is is way more introverted and and that's kind of a problem with us sometimes because I really like to go out with people. And so he oftentimes doesn't come and, and you know, and then well, there can be weirdness there, but I'm like, I, I'm at the point where I will not not go, you know, and, and see people because, you know, uh, my partner doesn't want to come with me. Like, okay, right. if you don't want to come, that's it, completely it, fine. But like, I'm, I'm going girl, to hang it's with It's a friend. medicine. My girlfriend yeah, has is. no expectation that I will accompany her anywhere. It's always a surprise if I decide to go, but she is just fine without me. It's, uh, right, it's which, never Which I think expected. is great. Right, which I think is completely fine, right? Like some sometimes I think that people like there can be weirdness about it or whatever, but like in general, that is completely, you know, like I think okay. And but for me, it is one of those weird things where I'm just like, like you said, it's my medicine. And so that's been what's been so hard about the last 18 months has been that like I used to travel a lot. And one of the great things about going on international trips was that I got to see a different variety of people. I'd have some of the same people on most of the trips with me, but it was a different kind of variety and you get to know people in a different way. And, um, you know, and you, and you spend a lot of time together. It's kind of like college and, you know, and I, I miss that. I miss being there. You know, I have a really good core group of friends that we have a, a group chat that we're always in together. And we used to be able to see each other, even though we all live in different states, we used to be able to see each other fairly frequently, right? Like we usually saw each other at least once a month and not having that has been really hard. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if, if, if we have to hear from one of our other sponsors in a second, but, but just to maybe close the loop on this, um, I have not been uh, depressed since uh, the pandemic started, but the flavor of depression that I have dictates that, and maybe Christina, you're you're similar. Yes, is that yeah? I the the exact thing that I need to get out of this thing is the exact thing that I do not want. It is the opposite of homeopathy. Right. It's, it's hetero. Stacy, I, I don't know exactly. I, yeah, no, no, I know exactly. You know? exactly it. Like it, it goes against the against the grain. Like other than some periods where I had like very deep agoraphobia, which was weird, and I didn't like it. And I, I went on some medication, some other things for that. Like even though it is the uncomfortable thing, is like that's what I have to do. I have to get out and talk to people, even when yeah. it kills me, because that's going to make me feel kills. better, and that's going to yeah. ultimately make me more able to talk to people and be able to be outgoing and an extrovert. But yeah. Um, okay, yes. Uh, but speaking of uh, stuff, this is just going to be a weird segue. On to our next sponsor. Speaking of stuff, not, that's my segue. Do your own segue. Okay, well, I, I, I'm, there's not a way to really go into a segue here. So cryptocurrency might feel like a secret or exclusive club, but Coinbase believes that everyone everywhere, whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, see, see what I did there? 
should be able to get in the door. So whether you've been trading for years or just getting started, Coinbase can help. Now, Coinbase offers a trusted and easy to use platform to buy, sell, and spend cryptocurrency. They support the most popular digital currencies on the market and they make them accessible to everyone. They offer portfolio management and protection. There are learning resources and a mobile app so that you can trade securely and monitor your crypto all in one place. Millions of people in over 100 countries trust Coinbase with their digital assets. So whether you're looking to diversify, just getting started, or you're searching for a better way to access crypto markets, start today with Coinbase. For a limited time, new users can get $10 in free Bitcoin when you sign up today at coinbase.com overtired. This offer is for a limited time only, so be sure to sign up today. That's coinbase.com overtired. And just as an aside, I've used Coinbase for years. It is a really good way if you are getting into crypto and you don't feel comfortable doing all the things like setting up all the different, you know, like like hard wallets and uh, cold wallets and hot wallets and and dealing with a lot of that stuff. It is it does make it really, really easy as a way to um, uh, buy, uh, sell or hold or, or spend cryptocurrency. So Coinbase.com slash overtired. I have earned $300 trading crypto in the last two months. Yeah, no, the, the, um, the, the market is going crazy again. So, yeah, yeah. Like there was a, there was a little crash in, in Bitcoin for a little while there, but man, it, it came back. Yeah, it did. did. Even my doge is, even my doge is up again. So, (laughs) I mean, it's not as the high that it was, but, but it is up. Yeah. Um, like I watch these like biggest winners and losers every day to see where the huge gains are. And it's always these, these cryptos that go for like, that are like, even with the dollar or like worth less than a dollar and they'll go up by like 26% gain, which I suppose if if you have a hundred dollars in that crypto, he's made 26 bucks. So not bad. I don't know how numbers work. I shouldn't be giving anyone advice. Um, We're definitely not giving anybody advice. So I I got a new debit card after months. Like it, it was sometime over the summer, uh, an ATM ate my debit card on the way to the farmer's market and they never called me. And then I called the bank and they said they'd send me one. They never sent me one. I finally got my new one and it changed the number. And now I daily get notifications from places that yeah. have my card on file that have been happily auto withdrawing for years, for like eight years. And now I have to go in and it's, it sucks. Some oh, of them, a pain. some of them are even sending notifications to email addresses I don't have anymore. And the only reason I know to go track them down is because I get like a charge denied message, uh, text message from my bank. Right, right. No, I um. So what I've had to start to do because I have to go through this every few years is I've made a list of all the places that I use a certain card so that I can then like go back and go through the list. the The best option would be to use something like uh, like privacy and and then use like a a custom card because you can update the funding source and then just use that for each thing. But that that takes a lot of time to to get into doing too. But yeah, I I um after the last time that happened where I had to like remember because there was always something I would forget. Like my DNS was one that um bit me in the ass because I forgot to renew my DNS host. And I didn't realize this was for my custom email because they gave me like a week, 
like courtesy. And then all of a sudden I wasn't getting emails and I didn't realize it. And then I was like, oh, right. My auto renewal didn't work. So I had to go through and change the the card number. And, uh, but there are always those little things you just don't even think about unless you are willing to go through like your bank statement and look at like, because some of them are annual. So that makes it even harder. Like if it's a monthly thing, you're going to get it. But if it's like an annual thing, like I don't remember, you know, like this yeah. is my payment source. So yeah. I use Truebill now, which is pretty good for keeping track of subscriptions. Uh, but I haven't been using it long enough for it to be helpful in this situation. I did get a boost in my Apple card limit though. I didn't even nice. ask for it. They just came back and more than doubled my limit. Hell yeah. I had to ask for mine because their original when they gave me like $750. Yeah. What are you going to do with insulting. that? You can't even uh, buy a nothing. fucking iPad with that. No, you can't. You, can, you literally, you, you can buy some AirPods. Like that's all you can do with, you can't buy a phone, you can't buy an iPad, like you can't do anything with it. And then, and I was like, I have really high limits with a bunch of other places. So then they came back and then and I was like, so I waited a couple months and and then, um, and this was after actually there had been some reporting and this were true in my case, because my credit wasn't any different when I asked for the, um, you know, higher limit. It was that they'd been giving women lower limits than men. Really? And, um, and so I asked after like three months and, and they, they gave, they raised it to like 10,000 and I was like, okay, that's appropriate, you know? So <laughs> that feels correct. Uh, well, no, I mean, honestly, based on like what my other limits were and, and not that I, I would ever charge that much, although I did put, um, uh, Aaron, I don't know how much longer you have to be able to be on with us, um, uh, b- before I kind of get into my, my laptop talking, but I did buy a new MacBook last week and it should arrive on Monday. I'm so excited. Oh my God. I, I do have to head out a little early and, and I wanted to raise this um, before, before I do, yes. before I leave, um, which is, you know, we're talking about money. We're not talking about investments. No. Um, but, but while I was out, I was recovering from pretty major surgery. Um, I was a studious, overtired listener. Um, and so it was, uh, one, weird for me to hear Brett talk about work um, <laughs> because I, in, a, in a very very perverse way, I wanted to know what was going on. But another thing, Brett, that you said very briefly, but I was curious about this, is investing in um, having a team like clean your house, having some cleaners come over. And this is something my partner really wants to do, but, um, you know, I, I try to be frugal in the ways that makes, that makes sense to me to be frugal. And this is one of them where I, I don't know if, if it's worth like, Hey, instead of paying $200, $300 for folks to come over and clean for like whatever, four hours, could we just block off a Saturday and get some adult beverages and put on some music and just deeply clean or is it worth paying folks so, to come over i think that yeah did i did i talk about like i i think it was happening last time we recorded right oh i think that's why you mentioned it yeah you didn't really talk about it much but yeah. i was i was curious if you think it that it's so, a, that it's a good investment when they were done i i walked around and i thought i could have done this like, okay, what's, what's the, what, how is this worth hundreds of dollars? But then Elle came home and she was a gog, <laughs> like could not, like she noticed all of the things that, that had never been cleaned before that were now clean 
And she just walked around the house in ecstasy for a good 20 minutes, just pointing to places where there were stains and now there weren't stains. And it made me realize I just do not see mess. I do not see dirt. I just don't see it. And that's why if I try to clean the house while she's gone, like to make it, you know, nice for her to come home, I don't do a great job because I don't see the problem. Uh, so if you're like me, it's totally worth it to pay somebody who can actually see dirt. If you're really good at cleaning, yeah, do it, do, do it yourself. Make, make, make the choice for yourself. Yeah. Okay. That makes me feel good. Uh, if not just to see your, uh, cohabitators, uh, expression when they mm-hmm. <laughs> see the results. But like the other thing about this too, is that maybe it's a good idea to have folks do it because, um, this might be like, I don't know, going to the gym for some people, which is like, I yeah. want to do it and I will do it. And then you never do. Right. And so your intentions might be good, but if you're paying someone to do it, it will get done and it, it'll get done really well. Yeah. And you're more likely to do your own cleaning because you know someone's coming that's going to see your mess. Also, it's like done and then it's all in a nice, it's in a nice place and you want to keep it up. At least, that, at least that's how it is with me. I'm a massive fan of paying people to do stuff that I'm personally not good at. I'm like a right. massive fan. Like, I, and I'm a massive fan of like paying for like a cleaner and stuff. And, and we don't have a, a regular one right now. We're getting to the point where we will have one, but we had one for years in New York even. And we have a small space. We've had them intermittently in Seattle. And yeah, I'm a massive, massive, massive fan of that. Massive. Good call. I have to Aunt Viv out of here, although I won't be replaced with another gorgeous woman. So. Yes, yes. Well, we are, we are very sorry um, to, to see you go, but thank you so much for, for being on with us. Thanks, Aaron. Thank you both. Get some... Get some sleep. Get some sleep, sleep, Aaron. Hey, do you like stuff and things? Do you like stuff and things? I have just the sponsor for you. This fall, as you get back into the swing of things, Bespoke Post is here with a new seasonal lineup of must-have Box of Awesome collections. Bespoke Post partners with small businesses and emerging brands to bring you the most unique goods every month. I just got a box that included an awesome folding knife and a great looking canvas and leather bag. And the folding knife is super sharp and exactly three inches long. And I know this because I also got this utility pen pen that has a ruler on it and two screwdrivers and a touch stylus and and is also a pen. Uh, Cool stuff. Um. No matter what you're into, though, Box of Awesome has you covered. From autumn craft beers to cozy threads and camping gear essentials, Box of Awesome has collections for every part of your life. To get started, take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick out the right Box of Awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. It's free to sign up and you can skip a month or cancel anytime. There's like no, you can sign up. You can skip 12 months in a row and then finally order something. Your subscription stays active and you don't pay a thing. It's free to sign up. So every box costs you 45 bucks, but it has over $70 worth of gear inside, sometimes significantly more than $70. Plus with each box of awesome, you're supporting small business. 90% of everything that comes in your box of awesome is from a small up and coming brand. Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code OVERTIRED at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, 
code OVERTIRED for 20% off your first box. Get some stuff. Get some things. Stuff and things. Stuff and things, indeed. Oh, man, we talked about Facebook. We talked about Google and Facebook and crypto and and stocks and fictional companies and ban. Yeah, this is this is this is exactly what I thought would happen if we didn't have a, a list. No, I know it'd just be kind of a a, a mishmash. Although a again, I, a smorgasbord. But I am very excited about my laptop that I'm getting next. Oh, to yeah, be able to yeah. talk. We'll that, be able to talk about more in depth, but I'm actually really, really excited. So I don't know if you had a chance to catch up on the announcements that they made. I did not. Okay, so the and now the reviews are out. So this looks like I know you're not in the in the market for a new laptop for a while, but I do feel like what the the new 14 and 16 inch models offer are things that will make people like you very, very happy. So. Um, I got the new fort. So basically they, um, it's a 14. Yeah. So exactly. So, so they've redesigned the 14. Well, they've, cre- they've introduced a 14 inch model and they've redesigned the 16 inch and they brought back all the shit we missed from the 15 inch, um, MacBook retina. So the HDMI is back. It has MagSafe again. There's an SD card slot. There are still, um, three Thunderbolt, um, uh, four ports and the MagSafe actually, oh, um, so, so there's HDMI, SD card, three Thunderbolt 4 ports, and MagSafe. But you can still charge through USB-C. And the MagSafe cable actually connects like through a USB-C thing to the um, charger. So it, it's, it's even better than the old way, which, you know, like if, if you lost, you know, that um, if it broke or something happened to your, you know, power brick you'd have to spend 100 bucks to get a new one now you could conceivably just use like a 30 dollars magsafe cable with another brick of your choosing if you had like a preference and if you wanted to if, if you're just someplace and you have like a USB-C cable because a lot of people do now you can still charge with that so the the design is better um i think it's about the same thickness but it is heavier and um they've um improved the, the screen resolution so that it's now actually like doubled and, and not scaled, which is how it was before. They got rid of the fucking touch bars. The touch bar is dead. Um, but uh, which which I know you're disappointed about, but you can still use your simulator if you like it. Um, I mean, I, I'm the just simulator is great on a on a 32 inch monitor. I wouldn't take up a laptop screen with it. Totally, but um, in 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 its place, they finally gave us full size function keys. Eh. So. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of down with that. The the um, arrow keys are still bullshit, but it is what it is. So um, they fixed the keyboard. They fixed the design. It's uh, heavier, which I think is good. Um, it also stands up a little bit uh, higher. So I think like the thermals, like they've done a really good job. And then the performance is just like from all the testing, like it's just insane. Like the compute performance doesn't seem to be that different, although you have more cores now. So you can get up to a 10 core versus an 8 core, but you can get up to a 32 core GPU and you can get up to 64 gigs of RAM. So, um, which is kind of unified and kind of shared across things. So gaming is still a shit show because it's Mac OS, but for a lot of the other kind of GPU intensive tasks, especially if you're using stuff that's been um, designed for metal it's really really good battery life is supposed to be incredible like i'm so excited i spent a lot of money on the laptop um but my my, my thought process was, was like okay i have a really really nice intel imac that i really love and i have my framework pc laptop that i really really love i have my gaming pc um 
but I really have wanted like an Apple laptop that I could use for like five years. So this is this I think is going to be my five year laptop because I got it 64 gigs of RAM, the highest CPU and GPU core thing. I only got one terabyte of a SSD I'd cheaped out there because I didn't want to pay another four hundred dollars yeah. for for two terabytes. I have found one terabyte to be perfectly adequate for me. Yeah, like, I, I mean, I offload everything onto like external was, SSDs and I have a Synology yes. and I just don't carry two terabytes no. worth of shit around. No, that was kind of my thought. I was like, my laptop has one terabyte. Um, my gaming um, PC and my iMac both have two terabytes. Like I have the Synology. I have extra drives. Plus, I'm fine. If you have two terabytes of stuff on one machine and all of your other machines don't have two terabytes, when you try to switch machines or like you're just asking for trouble totally and and i think just for my use cases for how to do i think one terabyte's gonna be fine i have like 512 on my current um macbook pro so like just having that headroom alone is gonna be big but but um it uh it should be arriving on monday i'll have more details obviously next over tired but i'm so excited because they they it, it it's it was like a complete referendum on everything that like happened with the 2016 model um, because they kind of rolled everything back, right? Like yeah. they they literally like did kind of the opposite. But it also seems like the performance and like the benchmarks and stuff that have come out, like Apple Silicon is really really good. Um, I'm from what I you know the the VM situation and and container story is still a shit show because Apple just doesn't care. Um, and that's unfortunate. But um, I think that like even with emulation and stuff like the performance is apparently really good like i have a a colleague who he already got his because he got the 16 inch model and his specs are the same as mine except he got um a bigger i think he paid for the four terabyte hard drive which is stupid he's never going to use that but he he just likes he, he honestly likes to burn money so fine um but he's got like uh windows 11 running in a vm on one screen he's not even using rdp and rdp is actually really good experience and and we have like cloud PCs and whatnot. So he's running that on a VM. He's got Linux and stuff in other VMs. And he's just still has plenty of cores and like his performance is just like awesome. So I'm um I I can't wait. Like there are still gonna be some some niggles, but like this feels like this is like the the, the Apple Silicon thing that I've kind of been waiting for. So I'm yeah. really, really excited. That is exciting. I so like I've had this uh Apple Silicon mac mini for a while now and i have like zero complaints like there are some things that i think i have some processes that misbehave tweetbot frequently misbehaves on me and i think it has to do with the chip uh because it's fine for me on an intel platform uh but like i just killed it at 32 gigabytes of ram it was using um it gets a little crazy uh, but other than some, and the weird thing is like, I'll get that notification, that force quit notification. Your, your Mac has run out of memory, mm-hmm. but nothing else happened. Like everything is fine. Like I can, I can leave that up. I can continue. I never see a beach ball. It, it just, it just keeps chugging. It's, and I only have 16 gigs of RAM in this thing. I think that's, I think I maxed it out, but I think it maxed out at 16, but yeah, like I, I'm curious. The. If I didn't have to have an Intel machine uh, for my development, I would right. I would be curious about replacing my MacBook Pro with a, an M1. 
Yeah, no, that's the thing. I mean, like, I obviously still have my my Intel iMac, and and for development for some other things, like, I will still need that. And and like, that's the one thing I keep telling to people who are like, oh, you know, why is anybody even bothering with Intel anymore? And I'm like, well, you know, it, it is actually kind of a a not you know like guarantee thing. Like, there are some trade offs, right? Like, there's some stuff that just isn't there, and it is not going to be there, right? Because Apple, right? Yeah, like the, it- the they did a great job with the rollout and with Rosetta and with mm-hmm. Universal Binary 2. Like it was all well covered. And the, the transition for 99.9% of people, uh, they'll never notice. Like right. unless, un- unless they're like into that kind of thing, they'll never need to know that their chipset changed. Uh, right. But there are some things that aren't that are going to break and and it's going to be a little while before it before it can just be like universally find a switch exactly and that's the thing you know and it's and it is unfortunately we are both in those like edge cases like and if you do any sort of like web like server-side you know like development even like you know cloud first cloud native you know stuff you're for the foreseeable future. I mean, this will probably eventually change, although I don't think it'll be on Apple Silicon stuff because Apple prices are what they are. But like, you know, for the foreseeable future, like we are going to be running and executing things on x86 machines running Linux. That's just how it works. And obviously a lot of, pa- a lot of packages have updated themselves and, and are, are making universal binaries a thing. But like the the Docker and the container situation on macOS is not great on Apple Silicon. So there are these trade-offs, right? And, and and you can get around them with emulation a little bit, but it's still, you're like, eh, you know, it's, it's not quite, like they're just, it, there, are, there are pain points, but I'm really excited to just see like what this is going to be like because I haven't had an Apple Silicon machine um, because I, I refused to, to buy one um, with under 32 gigs of RAM. Like I, I just flat out refused. Um, you will be... I don't know how far 64 gigs of RAM will go for you, but you would be amazed at what I can pull off with just 16. I think 64 is going to be an enormous oh, amount of RAM. Oh, no, it's overkill, right? Like I, I have 128 in the iMac and I don't even touch it. So I think 64 is perfect. I only have 32 in the framework, although that can go to 64. So I think this is, um, I have 64 in, in my game PC. Again, overkill, but like whatever. So I think 64... The reason I did that is because, again, I want this to be a five-year machine. If, so, if if the Mac Mini could handle more RAM, I I would have done it too. I'm not saying obviously. like you should. No, 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 without that. a doubt. No, that was the one thing people were disappointed with. They were like, we expected a new Mac Mini. There had been some rumors about that, but not but, a ton. I honestly was not expecting it because I'm like, they release new Mac Mini like every five years. There wasn't a new Mac Pro, was there? No, no. But the rumor is that that is going to have like a Jesus number of cores yeah. and it's going to be massive. That's that's going to be the hard one, right? Like A, I think it's a matter of them getting the yields and, and the machine time and all that stuff. And B, how do you, I mean, God, I, not not that people won't still do it, not that Lauren won't still do it, I mean, uh, um, Apple won't still do it, but like, how do you tell people who, I don't know, like two years ago spent $10,000 on a machine, hey, here we, we we'd really like you to, to to buy a new one. Like that's hard. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there should be a discount program for people who fell for that. 
I mean, I kind of agree, especially since, I mean, look, and, and they were in a weird position. Like they obviously were working on Apple Silicon, but it wasn't ready. And because the the trash can Mac Pro, they forgot about it and abandoned it. And it wasn't until like five years later and they finally like had like a conversation with, you know, um, power users. And then like in 2017, they like announced they're like, okay, we're, we're officially working on a new you know, Mac Pro. And then two years later, three years later, like they finally, you know, release what it is. Um, I, I get it. Like they were in like a weird spot, right? Right. Like they, they, the Apple Silicon, especially at the high end stuff just wasn't ready. And you would never want to launch something like Apple Silicon on a Mac Pro first. Like that would be just... You'd never get traction. You'd never get traction, and 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 that would just, if anything, that would be insult to injury, right? Like you'd have people who are like, okay, we waited all this time, and now you're going to tell us we have to ch- we have to switch architectures and do, you know what I mean? Like it's just it's um, uh, when they did the Intel transition, they had like almost everything available, and they gave, you know, they had the developer kits just like they did with the um, M1, which you were able to get. But yeah, I mean, it's just when I look at it, it's like it, it starts at fifty. <laughs> 56 uh 39 and and just goes up from there and i'm just like god you know because i'd looked at maybe getting a mac pro a year ago when i got my imac and it was john syracuse who told me what are you doing because i was like well i know that there's transitioning to 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 apple silicon but i want an intel machine because i knew that there would be things that for years would would not be ideal and i was like maybe i just you know want to get the best i can get and and he was just like no and and when Syracuse was telling me no, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm I'm gonna listen. Like if, if Syracuse is the one who's like, don't, then then that goes, yeah, <laughs> a long way. Sure. Do you want to hear what was really hard for me this week? Yes, please. Um, I know we're in an hour, but uh, yeah, it's fine. So I, I mentioned I've, I've been pretty tired, like just yes. low low grade tired all week. I have a new coworker. Uh, you you know the guy um, who, because I, okay, so we've talked about this publishing platform that I built for Oracle using GitHub and Jekyll and mm-hmm. how we're like streamlining the content production process through that. Right. And, and Victor is on as a, as a writer, but suddenly he's thrown into this situation where he has to know like git and github uh-huh. and uh yep it, the problem is mostly git I'll, I'll well i'm trying to teach him git but i'm too tired to be like a super patient thorough teacher and it's leading to like entire branches getting deleted or like he's accidentally closing pull requests because i'm not explaining right. things well enough right and because you know right like yeah i would i would not like, I don't want to jinx my chance of ever having a manager's paycheck, but I, I do not have the patience for managerial stuff. Or Right. For, well, I mean, is that we'll managerial? Get, no, I mean, this is, I, I don't think so. Managerial would be more like ensuring that he has the right tools to do his job. But oh, I, 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 I think, do. right. But whereas, whereas I, I think that in, in this case, like actually going through like that process, is probably not. Now I have, I am finding, I'm going to share these with you. I found just a quick Google search and some of them seem pretty well received, like how to teach Git commits and GitHub to teenagers. Yeah, he took, um, he took a course, which is like, I thought 
like he he hasn't figured out the difference between a fork and a branch yet and that seems like pretty basic stuff yep that i thought a course would have covered so i guess part of it is like i just i assume a certain base right well i was gonna say i was gonna say if you're at that point yeah i mean it might might not have been and it might not have been a good course like there are some courses that are good and some that aren't right like I, i know this well because a lot of a I help make training material as part of my job and B, a lot of my friends like do that too. But even as their side hustles, they do, you know, courses for Pluralsight and, and, um, and other places. Um, so, um, I, um, I'll go through, I'll see if I can find anything. Check. I, I don't know if we, I bet, I bet there is something Oracle probably has like a LinkedIn learning subscription, which is what lynda.com is now. They probably yeah. have like a corporate subscription. And it might be worth seeing if there are any high-rated courses on that that might have some of those details uh, for him to look through. But I'll try to find some other resources for you because it is difficult to teach. But I, I don't even know how I, would, how, I, how I would approach it. I would probably, it would take me a lot of time to, have, to try to think about, okay, right. well, how am I going to? Well, that's the thing is I, I, have, uh, I have more web dev projects on my plate. I have a, a content editing quota to me. like. Right. I don't have time to train someone else. Like that's not. I, I'm trying to juggle it all. It's been a bitch. I've been working late. Right. Um. Yeah. I, I'm gonna try to find some stuff to to maybe it, it put your way. Uh. Like front end masters might have something. I'm just trying to think of like places that I know that are good. You know that like have good courses because again some of this stuff is just bad. So you never know. Um. And and also you never know like like how like what level of knowledge you need and and if it's getting to the point like you don't know the difference between like a fork and a branch which can be confusing because they they do they seem like they do similar things but they're obviously very different right very. um very be, be, but, the, but i can understand why people would be confused because you're like oh well i forked this but i can still merge things into it and you're like eh, but it's it's separate right like it's yes you can you can still you know take you know pull things from from um you know a, a, another fork but they're a very different type of um, thing. And so it well, feels like especially he something that's- like our whole workflow is based around pull requests and right. And ideally pull re- like we can make edits and request changes in the pull request. But when the pull yes. request is coming from a fork, we can't push changes to that pull request anymore. Uh, so at least within the team, it's way more beneficial for us to work in branches and, he keeps forking it and then uh, is unable to uh, like push and merge and take edits and reviews it anyway. Yeah, no. Oh, and part of me wonders if that's the case, like if that's a, a tooling thing, if, if he doesn't see that if, so, if it's not easy for him to figure out how to how to branch it. I got him. I got him a tower. Mm-hmm. And I today I like I, I thought tower was going to be self-explanatory and I wouldn't have to teach him. But I you have to have a base level of knowledge. So. Right. Today, I did the entire process of a, a branch, an edit, a commit, a push, a publish, and a pull request. And I screenshotted every step of it using the amazing CleanShot Pro or CleanShot X. And, yep. and then put it all together in a markdown file, wrote out what each step was, published it with Mark to a PDF. And now we have a, we have a, a training manual that covers exactly one process. Right. Um, so my colleague, Nina, um, 
published something for front of masters called um uh, and this was older um but but it but it seems like this is probably still good called you know like um get in depth and i'm gonna look through this and see this might still be too um advanced but i'm not sure it's one of those like learn enough get to be dangerous books yeah, that's what I'm kind of trying to find for you. And I'll 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 do this offline. I'll find some stuff for you. Uh but cuz cuz I feel oh, like there is. Learn enough get no, learnenough.com/get. Nice. Okay, so that might be like good too cuz that's the thing. Like uh I I feel like the tooling, okay, you've done one thing of the process, but I have a feeling like the reason that he's creating a fork and not a branch is because something in the UI or whatever it doesn't make it, it easy yeah. for him to see what he's doing like that yeah. that that to me seems like a simple thing the other thing i would say is and this obviously will take time and again like you don't have time to do this but maybe there might be other people on your team um who might be able to help with this somewhat what i would do honestly was i would try to pair program with him and watch what he's doing to observe because to me that would tell it tell me the most i'd try to figure out like okay what are you doing and and then i can kind of see can i admit oh, that i need yeah. to be well rested before i can do that 100 like, percent. i'm not saying i should have done that this week i should have like done a zoom screen share with them but i just found myself too like no totally edge of grumpy to to deal with it well no 100 and i think that's completely fair and and so i feel like um but that to me like once you're feeling rested enough i would say because that's helped me before like both as a teacher and as a learner is getting together and um you know pair programming whether like using like the you know um the visual studio um uh plug-in to to do like the the screen share stuff like works really well but you could also just you know have him share your screen um in in zoom or whatever tool it is that you use but i feel like watching him do stuff the nice thing about the screen share thing like the visual studio live thing the nice thing about that if you're using visual studio code is that you can step in and and you know like make corrections um but i think even at first like uh like just seeing what he's doing is going to yeah. like that would give you a good uh break on that because that's certainly helped me where i'm like oh i see what the issue is like you're doing this and and you know you we can fix things much much more quickly let's hope i sleep really well tonight and tomorrow i can be fresh-faced and and helpful i hope so i hope he so. deserves but, but I, better he he does deserve better, but I think you'll get there. But also, I mean, this is hard. I mean, I think that this is also a uh, real talk. If you can get kind of to a good place where you figure out the right sort of content, not that you have tons of time, but this is the sort of thing where this could be like a good side hustle. This could be a, a course. Like this could be something like teaching get to normies. I'm not even joking. Like I feel like there's there's a market for that because or more and more. It's actually content they would love to have for the oracle site so i could just write it up for oracle yeah you could do that i mean i was just thinking like make that money but um <laughs> they pay me enough it's worth it no totally no and if it and if it really would be like good for the site because you never i don't know who the target audience is it'd be good but there is like something to be said for teaching get to normies because i've definitely had to do that or aspects of that before like i've had to teach a markdown to normies i've had to teach other things to normies and uh i think a lot of times people um, underestimate like because version control is really powerful and i think that if we could get if we could teach more people how to use those tools a lot of people would just open shit up for them you should try doing customer support for markdown apps sometime uh and teach people who 
Think they know, but don't. Uh-huh. And do it with a smile. And with a smile, God. I have, I have, over the course of, what, 20 years of developing, I have very few pissed off customers because I'm very good at putting on a smile and explaining things nicely. I'm way nicer to my customers than I am to real people. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, they are paying you. $14. Um, well, I mean, okay, fair enough. I mean, that, that that's a really good point, actually. You're like, I don't get $14 five years ago. Oh, no, but that's my favorite because then they're like, I paid $14 nine years ago and why? And now I don't get this up. I'm like, oh my God, dude. I see people on Twitter with that all the time, like the entitlement. I'm like, it was $4. Yeah. A decade ago. Yeah. I just like we're we're very close, honestly, to uh, NV Ultra release. And like we've decided to go subscription with it. And I just don't give a shit anymore. People who hate subscriptions don't have to sign up. Fuck them. We're doing a subscription. You're doing subscription. It's like, okay, this costs us a lot of money to develop. And if you want this to keep up, we have to have some sort of incentive to do it. I get it. Right. I get it. I get that. If I get we, that it's annoying. If we do subscriptions, then we can offer a free trial on the App Store. There's no other way to do a free trial on the App Store. So in-app purchase, free or in-app purchase, subscription, and and that's it. That's how it's going to go. No, totally. And I mean, I th- and I and I think the thing is, is like it. Look, I I agree. It sucks that you now have a jillion different subscriptions. But you know, it also helps that you get to figure out okay, what apps do I actually really use and rely on? Because sometimes there's stuff that I buy and then I never use it or I use it a few times. And so sometimes it's a really nice forcing function to figure out how often do I really use this and do I need to continue to pay for it? You know what subscription is killing me? Sketch. Like, I use Sketch maybe once every couple months. Same. I don't, like, I... I don't need all of the features that are included in the subscription. I don't collaborate with people I at was gonna all. Say, I was going to say that I was going to say they now definitely have moved to the whole collaboration thing. Also, I'm sorry, Figma has gotten really good. Like, like I, I just, get Figma and I get Figma for free. Sketch is great for icon design and and exporting web ready assets. It's it's there's not a lot else that is as good at that, but. That alone is not good enough to, to, I, I'm paying the subscription just because when I need it, I want it there. Same. But that one, that one I, I don't love. I, you can actually do a lot with the Affinity Designer program. Yeah. I really like Affinity a lot. Um, uh, their tools are great, Serif, and, and they have somehow managed to not do a subscription, which I don't know how much longer that will be able to last. I mean, they seem to have like a good business. So I'm not trying to like, um, you know, like, yeah, I would I would pay 50 bucks a year to keep using my affinity apps. Oh, I would, too. I would, too. I mean, because the thing is, I think I bought them for I have them for iPad. I have them for Mac and I have them for Windows. And I think I got them all like relatively like good prices. Like I'm pretty sure I got them all for 50 percent off or something. And um, if I paid 50 dollars a year and then could have access to them on all platforms, that would actually save me money. Yeah. Um, well, it wouldn't save me money. I would be, you know, because right now I don't pay anything after the initial cost. But, you know, if like, say they go to like, they finally release version two or whatever, which if they do it, I hope that it's a paid upgrade, oh, right? Like, yeah, I, it almost I, has I, to be, yeah. You know, I want them to get that money, right? Like, They don't release a lot of updates in general. No, that's true. They don't. But it is one of those things like, I just, you know, I, um, 
I think they make great stuff and uh, and I would like to support them. Um, you know, I don't want what happened to TextMate to happen again. <laughs> I mean, no, because yeah. that, but that is like that, that is like the cautionary tale, right? Like, cause you know, he promised 2.0 and he promised free upgrades and people held him to that. And even though it took years longer because of feature creep and all the shit that always happens with text editors, I mean, as you're running into with, 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 um, uh, in the ultra and, and as happens with a sublime text and, you know, pretty much any product, right? Like with, for what, for text editors, like feature scope and stuff just gets out of hand. And, and he, you know, put himself into this corner, especially since a lot of people like me got our licenses from a fucking bundle, um, you know, and like, like a software bundle. And so I've had multiple people in the last month, uh, contact me to say that they ran into a problem with Mart and, only then realized they'd been using it for years after buying it for like a dollar ninety nine as part of like a bundle hunt bundle, and decided yeah. to buy it again before they asked for customer support. Which is that's I appreciate awesome. that. That is awesome. Most people don't do that though, and and you know, um, TextMate was the greatest editor of all time. Like it still to me is one of my favorites, and I have to feel like the blowback from a lot of that killed him. I also have to feel like you know, the other kind of drama with things. And and then ultimately, yeah, it's open source. The development died. The community had by that point moved away. And it's a shame because it was so good. And I, I feel like that's the sort of thing where if you want to sustain that sort of thing, you have to have an ongoing payment for it. And if people were going to get mad about paying $100 a year for their text editor, like, I'm sorry, if you use it and rely on it every day. Yeah, that should be, yeah. You know, I mean, it's an investment. You should you should definitely invest. It's why Adobe gets away with charging, you know, and they charge a lot of money. You know, it's fifty dollars, not as much as they used to. Well, no, but that's the thing is, but no, but six hundred bucks every year. Well, it still is just for Photoshop. Well, right, but but the suite is you know it's like sixty bucks a a month or whatever for the full suite, and that's a lot of money. I'm not I'm not saying it isn't, but if you're relying on these tools for your job and for payment. Like, I feel like most people who complain about Photoshop pricing or Adobe Creative Cloud pricing are people who are not actually using it for their job. I feel like if you're using this as a creative tool to actually make money, then you have no problem, like, recognizing it as a, as a business investment. If you're the people who, you know, like me, used to pirate it back in the day and then use it for their personal stuff but not really make money off of it, okay, sure, it sucks that maybe the kids today don't have as easy of, a, of an entryway into learning this stuff. But there's stuff like Serif. And there are still ways people pirate it and whatnot if they, if they need to, to do that. But like, you know, Adobe, I, I, I've, most people I've, I've heard complain about that and who I still hear complain about that are not people who made money off of their tools. Yeah. Um, you know, like professional photographers, professional graphic artists, professional videographers. Those are people who were like, I'm actually happier if it's getting consistent updates and support rather than languishing. And then every few years, I have to spend another $1,000 or whatever it is to buy to upgrade this, you know, my, my, my programs. So, yeah, that's, that's my rant about that. Like, I get the subscription fatigue thing. I totally understand. But I use it, like I said, as kind of a, a principle for me to go back, look back and say, am I actually using this? Or um, am, am I not? And if I'm not, I have no problem unsubscribing and then resubscribing if I need to or, or whatever the case may be, you know? Yeah. I, I just, I have a bunch of subscriptions. I'm, it, it's easy to cancel them. If, if I see a subscription, subscription payment come up 
and I realize I'm not using it, I, I can just cancel it. It's not, it's not that hard. No, I mean, and, and especially like if you, and this would be good for, for NBL store as well. If you're able to sell through the Mac app store, like Apple subscriptions make it really easy to manage that stuff. Like I just kind of look through and be like, yeah. cancel, done. Totally. You know, and I've done that a number of times. Like there, there've been some apps that I've bought. I'm like, eh, you know what? This really isn't, I'm not going to do this for another year. And so I subscribe, I like can't, if I've paid annually, I cancel early. I enjoy it for the rest of the year or usually forget that I have it, but I'm like, nah, I'm done. We should probably get some sleep. We should definitely get some sleep. It's been fun. It's been super fun. No, this was kind of a chaotic episode, but, uh, but, but good overtired style and, um, um, I hope that you get some sleep for real and yeah. have a good weekend. You too. And um, thank you. I'm I'm gonna be with baby, and that's gonna be fun. He's gonna be super cute. And so, uh, follow me on Instagram for photos. <laughs> so awesome. Get some sleep, Christina. Get some sleep, Brett. The system is going down low. <laughs>